okay, this is issue number one of the People Power Podcast. I'm Thinker, along with Hack Hogan, brother. <laughs> Hack Hogan. You do you have perhaps ha happen to have uh, the namesake of our podcast around somewhere? <sighs> My name is John Laryngitis, and I'm here to give everything to the people because. This is all for the millions of fans I have around the world. Uh, people power. <laughs> people power it is. Yes, this is the People Power Podcast brought to you by Take Questions Podcast, a uh, monthly feature with uh, myself and a whole host of characters, uh, otherwise known as C3PO. Um, yeah, that's a good cover. That's right. No, shh, kayfabe. All right. Um, Okay, so a few little wrestling topics to talk about. What's going on right now? Um, first of all, we had the big, I call it a conspiracy theory because nothing's been tied to it yet. It doesn't mean it's not wrong. But uh, WWE, they pre-taped all their shows after all this quarantine stuff happened. But then shortly after a uh, sizable political donation in the state of florida all of a sudden the governor of florida says hey you can run live shows so i mean it does seem a little off wouldn't you think yeah um i'm just waiting for uh linda to announce her candidacy to run with the million dollar man as her running mate because everybody has their price <laughs> well it is and uh while they while it very well possibly could be connected um you know, you see, you know, people can't just point fingers at WWE because WWE actually did some tape shows, whereas you've got like AEW, they've been running live shows, empty arena shows, but still they've been live shows. Yeah, and I think honestly, I think that has to do with uh, the ownership of uh, All Elite, uh, if I recall correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, doesn't Turner Networks have um, a minority stake in All Elite, aside from uh, the Khan family? You know, that's a good question. Um, where, where I heard it was, uh, was just that uh, Tony Khan was good friends with, uh, oh, whatever his name is. It's the head of programming for Turner right now. And that's how he ended up getting the spot. But uh, Don't worry. I'm... The the OSINT hounds have been released. The OSINT <laughs> shield is coming through the stands. <laughs> the hounds of OSINT. Indeed. Uh, so I'm looking here to uh, try to get a little bit of uh, information here on uh, good old trusty uh, Wikipedia. Um, all I'm finding right here is that... Um, uh, the Khan family are the lead investors. So um, they're not the sole investors. So I think that could open up something additional to that. Uh, another thing that's important to consider as well is that with WWE um, coming from the Performance Center in Orlando, um, yes, Universal Studios is nearby. And Universal is affiliated with USA. Uh, Fox doesn't have an affiliate nearby, aside from the local TV station, right? 
So the undisclosed location that All Elite was broadcasting from is QT Marshall's gym in Norcross, Georgia. Norcross being just outside the perimeter of I-285 that circles the city of Atlanta, which is where Turner is headquartered. So I think it may be one of those situations where it's because they are closer but I mean, it could it could be a, a whole slew of things as well. Um, That's that interesting because 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 I could have I honestly could have swore they were doing shows in Jacksonville since that they were doing uh, some in Jacksonville as well. Okay. Um, that's now that Florida's opened back up because Georgia's always been a little bit more lax about uh, who can do what. Speak, speaking of which, speaking of which, this week Georgia is back open for business, no restrictions. But yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the outcome of, you know, the great lockdown hoax of 2020. <laughs> Insert sarcasm tag here. <laughs> I, I think that right there may uh, may win this, uh, the People Power podcast uh, sarcasm championship, inaugural winner there. <laughs> so, well, it's, and of course, you know, moving on from AEW, you also have uh, uh, organizations like MLW. Court Bauer has come out very much very much against the fact that any wrestling company is running shows right now period and he's he's very much touting hey we we've got a way to survive many many moons right now without running shows and that's what we're going to do plus on the fact of it's safest for employees for the wrestlers well that's because they're actual employees they're not independent contractors oh really they are exclusive independent contractors. Uh, That's a dig at WWE uh, because they don't treat their wrestlers as if they're employees. I'm sorry. Hang on. Let me go back. They don't treat their sports entertainers as if they are employees. They are considered independent contractors as a clause uh, with the tax code to avoid uh, certain provisions. (laughs) So with, I don't know how the contracts are written for the other companies, um, because, you know, people in the MLW, i.e. MJF, also compete in All Elite. Uh, some people in All Elite are in New Japan. Some, I don't think they have that working relationship with Ring of Honor yet, but I could foresee it happening. Uh, but with that being said, I mean... Actually, N- ter- I- I- NWA is the one that's been working with Ring of Honor lately. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, which, I mean, I've, I've not... Uh, saw any of their uh, recent uh, material, but uh, I know that Billy Corgan's behind it, and he he's probably as much of a fanboy, if not more, than we are. So mm-hmm. I think he would. Uh, I think he could. He has the vision and the connections to make sure that things happen as they should. Mm-hmm. And uh, unlike certain people that may be EC3's aunt um, <laughs> storyline. Um, I think he's smart enough to surround himself with people who know what they're doing and come up with uh, solutions when he doesn't exactly have all the answers. There you go. Okay. Well, sort of switching a little bit of gears. Uh, so, yeah, I'm bringing up the NFL for a second, but there's a reason why. So, so we, we, we know Tom Brady has left the great northern mecca of Boston and has gone to Tampa Bay. Oh, sorry, excuse me, Tampa Bay. Um, 
But then it's Tampa the Bay. Isn't that one of isn't that one of uh Haku and Ming's kids? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but after after Tom Brady got his got his uh, trade, then just a few days ago, did you see who got traded to Tampa Bay? The twenty four seven champion, Gronk. Yeah, I, I, I thought Gronk had a deal with WWE, and I thought he was retired. But now, oh, I think I may want to play again. Let me go play with my friend Tom. It's the Tampa screw job. <laughs> because look at where WrestleMania was. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the Tampa screw job. Okay. Trademark. <laughs> okay. Another uh another little bit of a tidbit in the wrestling world right now. The great Yeah, I can't call him I can't call him great because I was I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of his work for half his time. But Triple The okayest a, boss's daughter? <laughs> or the, the okayest boss boss's daughter's husband. Triple H. 25 years in WWE. It's like, who, who's the only other person that's been around that long? Undertaker? Taker, Sean. Um, and, Sean disappear, and Sean disappeared for a while. But that's only because he lost his smile. It's not like he went to another company, though. Um, I would say Taker... Um, my my county mayor, uh, the devil's favorite mayor, has been with the company about that long. Okay. Um, Kane. Uh, but beyond that, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I, I can't think of anybody. So Sean, arguably, uh, Taker, definitely, uh, and um, maybe Kane. Okay. Well, given we're talking 25 years, what what would you say is Triple H's probably best moment of that 25 years? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know I'm not going to mention Katie Vick. (laughs) Um, Which apparently Vince uh, in his uh, um, in his address on SmackDown, which uh, disclaimer here, I am boycotting WWE because of that whole Florida thing. Uh, I have deleted all recordings of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT from my DVR, and I sold all of my WWE stock at a loss. Uh, but with that being said, um, apparently he mentioned it and they had to edit it out, which is good. That's good for business. Um, honestly, I, you know, with trips, he's had a lot of iconic moments. Um, I would probably say the DX invasion of uh, Nitro, probably, uh, because that was during the heyday. It was risque. Uh, it's something that I could, I could foresee being enjoyable for pretty much anyone. Okay. Um, I know one of my memorable ones, besides the fact whenever he, uh, whenever he tore his quad doing that pedigree, I think it was Chris Jericho on the announce table, and, still, and he still finished that match. One of the ones I remember – is uh, the uh, Hell in a Cell match against Cactus Jack. That's a good one as well. A good one. Um, it was a good lead-in to a, to, to a uh, so-so four-way main event at WrestleMania that year. Indeed, yeah. I mean, sometimes when WWE hits the mark, they hit it well. 
-hmm. When they don't, uh, they don't. Um, it's, it's a very binary thing. It's either really good or really bad. And right now I'm going to say instead of a one or a zero, I'm going to give it a zero. There you go. I cannot blame you. I, I, you know, fair, fair is fair. Uh, while I still kind of keep keep track of what WWE is doing, finally about mm, six months ago, I just stopped making it a point to watch wrestling regularly during the week because it just felt like a waste of my time. I've watched it here it, or there. I know what's going on, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I enjoy getting the the seven plus hours of my week back, uh, even though it's not like I have a whole lot of anything else to do, I have this opportunity to be uh, very heavily productive, which um, professionally I've released a tool. I just started issuing digital badges today for the training. I've given several training sessions. Um, I've been busy. I mean, uh, I've got a lot more stuff coming uh, down the pike right now, uh, but not, not having to go downstairs and watch that uh, has freed up so much time in that perspective. And, and I, I enjoy that angle as well. Um, but honestly, you know, I'm, there's all elite is really good about keeping their mouth shut about what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't really get the spoilers as much. So from that perspective, I can just sit down, watch all elite and enjoy it. And then you've got things like the bubbly bunch. <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't been following AEW enough to realize that uh, that Jericho actually got beat for the title. He did. And then um, uh, John Moxley, the former Dean Ambrose, um, defended it in what I would consider a match of the year candidate against Jake Hager, formerly Jack Swagger. He looks a little more badass now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they the fact that he's undefeated in Bellator, they bring that into the storyline and enhance his credibility. And they don't have things like a soaring Eagle come into the ring with him. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the whole real Americans gimmick that he ran, um, Dutch Mantel, Zeb Coulter. Mm-hmm. He's one of my all time favorites on the mic. He can, he can make you love him. He can make you hate him. It's just a matter of words for him. Uh, he, he can play the fans like a fiddle. Um, that was a good storyline until they introduced garbage like the Soaring Eagle. Um, they turned something that could have been nuclear heat into a joke. Just, just like with Rusev, but that's another topic for another day. <laughs> uh, I can't wait until he makes his way over to uh, All Elite because I foresee that dude going into a bidding war. Uh, he's the hottest free agent on the planet, in my opinion, right now. Uh, him and the revival, which if you saw today's being the elite, uh, they're probably not free agents anymore. Um, or so we see the messages in the sky. Uh, but with that being said, I mean, Rusev can probably go wherever he wants. And as long as they don't give him stupid storylines like Lana leaving him for Bobby Lashley and other garbage like that, I think that he can thrive because honestly, he should have been a top guy with WWE. They dropped the True. ball with that. Twice. Honestly, Twice. At least. Honestly, I would even say go ahead and hire Aiden English as well because when he was doing that Rusev day, I mean, Aiden English is a great commentator as well. Don't get me wrong, but he's a little bit to be desired in the ring, but 
he is a great hype man. Absolutely. And I know we were having this conversation just between the two of us the other day, but uh, you, you know, there's any of the other companies out there that want Rusev. The only thing that WWE has trademarked right now is Rusev. They don't have anything else regarding him trademarked. They yeah. could, well, make, I mean, they could make bank off of that if they wanted to. They could easily go with Miroslav Day because Miroslav's his first name anyway. I mean, it doesn't have the same ring, but um, they could do whatever. And it, the thing is, he is so loved that his first run with whoever he ends up with has to be babyface. There's no way they can bring him in as a heel. No way. Um, and honestly, I think the Russian heel thing is kind of played out anyway. Um, unless, I, I mean, here comes some fantasy booking. Do you remember that garbage uh, storyline they gave Solomon Crow in NXT? Well, actually, right now, um, if I recall correctly, who who's doing it right now? I think it's WWE. Somebody's running a hacker storyline right now. I think it is WWE. Might be All Elite. I don't remember. I didn't mm-hmm. see it. Um, but anyway, uh, someone demodulated the voices, and they've already heard who's behind it. But I don't remember. I'll find out really quick. But anyway, do you remember Solomon Crow's initial um, NXT gimmick? I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention to NXT much at that time. But you were telling. I, was, me I wasn't either. But that being said. I did. I, I do read WrestleZone quite heavily. Um, oh, it's WWE that has the hacker. Um, but uh, anyway, um, the initial thing they gave Solomon Crow, which on the Indies that's Sammy Callahan, he came to the ring and he hacked everything with a tablet and took it all over. Right. Fantasy booking, honestly, this would probably be something right up Vince's alley. It's kind of a garbage storyline, but um, nevertheless, that being said, um, pair him and have them hijack All Elite or New Japan's elections come November. And, I mean, they could work with that, but I, I don't know, honestly. Um, and that, that's just me trying to make a funny that may have fallen flat on its face. Okay, well, moving on from fantasy booking, everybody's favorite governor, and I'm not talking about the governator. I'm talking about Jesse Ventura. He actually has publicly said he is mulling a run for president with the Green Party. Hmm. That being said, I I need to find out, Arnold, uh, is Arnold a Republican or a Democrat? Arnold is a Republican. Oh, never mind then. Um, we need to find a WD, WWE Hall of Famer who is a politician and a Democrat uh, so that basically each candidate is a WWE Hall of Famer. Because you, you know what? I, I, am, there. I, am sure that, I, I am sure that The Rock, if he were to run for president, would run as a Democrat. If the Rock ran, he would easily win. But I don't, I don't think he wants that kind of stress, and I'm, I don't think he's ready to give up in Hollywood yet. He's publicly said multiple times he's not ready to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the Rock, his his career was in such a way that I don't think the pundits could find much dirt on him either. And even though him and his wife have split, I mean, they still co-parent very well, and he appears to be a stand-up guy. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it, you know, I, I've heard uh, I, I've heard uh, very uh, polar opinions about Ventura's time as governor of Minnesota. Um, what I saw on the Twitter was a lot of people saying that even if he runs as the Green Party, he's still a Republican. Okay. I wonder if, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Jill Stein would be willing to step down from her perpetual spot and let him run in her place. Uh, she could make a good running mate. I don't know. That would be totally up to them. Uh, I'm actually going through, I'm on the Wikipedia page right now for the Hall of Fame trying to find someone that I think could run in that role. But I don't know. Because um, I, I can't think of anybody else who, who's kind of worked their way into uh, politics. I know Million Dollar Man kind of did for a little while, but he's very uh, evangelical. Mm -hmm. um, and that wouldn't lend itself to the Democratic uh, ticket that well. Okay. Uh, let's see here. All right. So that kind of hits. Yeah, that that, that kind of hits all of our uh, current uh, news bits. Um, what would you say would be your uh, your favorite story going on right now? Any company? Well, because I'm only watching one of them right now. I only have one, and honestly. Uh, I like watching the Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho thing play out. Um, you know, the champion, or as Matt, the broken Matt Hardy likes to call him, the hole of ass. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the cinematic matches, but you don't watch a deletion match expecting it to be 1970s wrestling. You watch mm -hmm. it for entertainment value. You know it's going to be over the top. You know there's going to be some stuff that's like cool and some stuff that's just going to be straight up silly. You know that going in, there's no harm or foul with that. Um, but honestly, I think between those two, it, whenever they actually get to the point to where they have more face-to-face -face promos, it's it's going to be lit. And I mean, I mean, who doesn't love Vanguard One? True. I'm I'm just waiting to see if uh, we get Senor Benjamin and Queen Rebecca. And of course, the old dilapidated boat. Yes, the, dilapid the, the dilapidated boat. The, yeah, yeah, that needs to come back too. But um, with that being said, though, I mean, with all elite, uh, where everything is right now, like I, I'm not a, a huge fanboy for all elite. I do like a lot of what they're doing. It does have kind of the WCW feel to it, but mm -hmm. it's a little bit more edgy. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's somewhere of an amalgam. Uh, between old school WCW, Attitude Era WWE, after Vince Russo had left. And I'm not going to call Vince Russo what, what he's called around my house because I am a huge fan of James E. Cornette. And he has a very special name for Vince Russo. Uh, so I, d I don't know if I say this, I don't know if I say the word, if it'll make us have to put the E icon next to the, the show, but yeah. Anybody that's familiar with Jim Cornette, especially considering the fact of uh, what led to his um, departure from NWA, is probably going to understand. Yeah. Um, although I will share with you my favorite Jim Cornette quote as it relates to Vince Russo. Okay. That man cannot book a fart in a Taco Bell parking lot. <laughs> 
Um, and admittedly, uh, because I've not been watching a lot of regular TV, I feel like I feel like I've listened to every song within the genres of music that I listen to on YouTube. Uh, I feel like I've watched every show that I could possibly want to watch. Um, so now I'm just watching uh, Jim Cornette videos. And it's just, it's the video version of his, or I'm sorry, it's the YouTube upload of his podcast that has no video. And, you know, I, I grew up in, in Tennessee, uh, late 80s, early 90s. Smoky Mountain Wrestling was a huge part of my childhood. Smoky Mountain Wrestling also gave us Balls Mahoney, Glenn Jacobs, Kane, uh, Jericho and Lance Storm came through as the Thrill Seekers, Rock and Roll Express. We had the Heavenly Bodies with Jim Cornette. Uh, we had Chris Candido, Sonny, um, of course, Dr. Prom, Dr. Tom uh, mm -hmm. was part of the Heavenly Bodies. So, I mean, I grew up on that. I like a lot of what he has to say. Uh, I mean, I've started watching Smoky Mountain from episode one. Um, so I'm really digging a lot of what he says, but with that being said, he is still kind of a stick in the mud, uh, with some things because he doesn't subscribe to sports entertainment. He doesn't, uh, uh, subscribe to wrestling. He's solely there for wrestling. There you go. Um, and, and, and I did see a thing where they, um, someone had written in and asked him if he would consider, uh, managing the revival they could easily become the new Midnight Express, the new Heavenly Bodies. Like, that would be of historic proportion. I didn't really care for them when they were in WWE, but now that I've kind of been, I've watched a little bit more of their body of work in the past, and I see them rebranding themselves, um, I, uh, I like, uh, I think I like the revival, or I think now they're going by the, re the revolt. But... <laughs> um, and they're not bad on the microphone. Don't get me wrong. They're not bad. They're not great. But if you put them with Corny, um, he's going to take them from okay to legendary. Legend. Wait for it. Dairy. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, them and the Young Bucks. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, them and the Dark Order, uh, LAX. Um, Cody and uh, Dustin, um, Hangman and Kenny. I mean, they'll all be good matches. I, I think that them being the uh, antagonist uh, with a Young Bucks match would be pretty interesting because of their whole no flips, just fists, and then the Young Bucks being more about the bravado, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, that the one, the one concern I do have, and this did cross my mind during Black Wednesday when WWE cut all those people, I, I was concerned that All Elite, Ring of Honor, Impact would immediately rush to um, try to hire the people, even mm -hmm. though they're under their non-competes, but immediately get them under contract. And it, you know, some people speculate that Vince McMahon sent Vince Russo to WCW to just produce Judy Bagwell on a pole matches, uh, those types of storylines to be able to, to make the company go under so Vince could buy it out. Um, I've heard that speculation. I don't know how much truth to it. Um, I'm sure if that were the case, Vince Russo would have already said so because he can't keep his mouth shut. Um, but 
I was concerned that WWE was kind of doing that for the purpose of getting another company to invest in all of them and basically sink themselves. Because with All Elite, the reason they're having to do what they're doing is because they don't really have a lot of old material. Right. They can't show you, you know, they can't show you matches from all in 1992 because <laughs> it just doesn't exist. They've had what, three or four, maybe five pay-per-views. Um, and I mean, they could broadcast them, but that's about all they have. Yeah. So they, they're, they're kind of with their backs against the wall with that. Um, but that being said, I, I think that uh, the cons and the, the all elite veeps are uh, being wise to not take that bait as well. Okay. Okay. All right. So to wrap it up, a random question. Out of everybody out there that may actually need a manager, if you're able to convince Raven to come back and be somebody's manager, who would you pair him with? Because mm, mm. now, now we're talking about a master of the mic again. Because uh, I hold him in the same esteem that I hold, like Jim Cornette, uh, Stone Cold, The Rock. Because um, there's really no such thing as a bad Raven promo. Exactly. Um, it's, I don't think he would align with WWE. And because I'm boycotting them, I'm just going to look at all the league. So uh, anyone who's listening, you can go ahead and call me an AEWCW fanboy for right now. Um, uh, I would say, honestly, uh, you could put him with the Dark Order because uh, the Lucha Brothers and uh, Pac, they're, none of them are great on the mic, but they are great in the ring, and they kind of have that dark witchy type feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you could put him in um, – you could put him with Brody Lee. Brody Lee doesn't need any help with a microphone as the exalted one, but – I'm sorry, Dark Order is Brody Lee's thing, so I misquoted that. Um the evil triangle is what I was referring to with Pac and the Lucha okay. Brothers. Okay. So I, I uh, misspoke there. So um, you could put him with the Dark Order. I mean, um, make it seem like he's the uh, the mastermind behind it. And he's, you, you could go into a huge origin story about how he made Brody Lee the exalted one. Or, I mean, he could be the exalted one emeritus. He was the previous exalted one. Um, that's definitely possible because I mean, honestly, with w- with WWE, there's really no witchy storylines that that would really play into, or no witchy characters even that yeah. uh, you could get him to play with. Um, he honestly, he would be good with Jimmy Havoc as well. Uh, Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, they they both have the persona that could benefit from Raven as a mouthpiece. Um, But, uh, you know, uh, we've already seen Raven in the audience. And let me be the first to tell you, I don't know how, I don't know how good Lance Archer is on the mic, but uh, another one of those masters of the mic that I hold up there with Raven, Stone Cold, Corny, The Rock, is Jake the Snake. That's one of the smartest moves All Elite did was to pair him with uh, Lance Archer. It doesn't matter who they pair him with. Whoever they pair him with is going to get over just because of his storytelling. 
Very true. But the vignettes they're running for Lance Archer are also really good as well with a whole backyard wrestling tough guy type attitude. Okay. I, I am interested to see him and the Luchasaurus clash though. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for this episode. This is, that's kind of our time right there. We're in the overrun, if you will, maybe. Um, yeah, we, we've already flashed the copyright about five minutes ago. <laughs> so make sure to set your DVRs to record an extra 10 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, I'm Thinker, that's been Joe, and this has been the People Power Podcast. Coming to you again next month. Look for it. Thanks. See you later, brother. <laughs>